0: oh i know what's around this corner
1: oh oh yeah (laughs) it's the big mammoth and it's baby that used to really scare me yeah (laughs) me too it's humongous Um, i find it really sad that they don't exist anymore
0: look at just the size of its tusks though that's like i think just one of its tusks is like taller than i am
1: yeah Beautiful creatures. They were beautiful creatures. Very beautiful. Well, it's lovely to have them, um, sort of a memory of them here in Cardiff. Hi, I'm Kizzy Crawford. I'm a musician, singer songwriter, and I'm here today with my little sibling Nellie Shields here at the National Museum Cardiff. Okay, so we've arrived walking up these big steps. I always used to love coming up these steps. Massive, gigantic steps leading up to the massive building.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah,
1: I just, I love this place. I always love this place. It's so epic. It um, is epic. You know. really.
0: That's quite monumental. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does, like, for such a large space, it really has such a flow it goes in, like so many different directions and this like great big dome up above. Mm. When you walk wow. in, oh
1: my god, that is trippy. <laughs> you look right up that. It's like yeah, so we're we're looking at the the roof of the building, and it's just it's this massive dome with like squares going round in a circle. And it, it's just as you do look at it, it is quite trippy. It makes you sort of feel like it's moving when we were younger I sort of have memories of just always wanting to go to the same place the Mm -hmm. dinosaurs but there's so much more like there's so much
3: choice. Hi Croeso welcome to National Museum Cardiff I'm Gethin I'm the Marketing Communications Officer here.
1: Hi Gethin. So we've got these special passes.
3: Oh, the National Art Pass. Mm-hmm. We're free to enter establishment and we normally give 10% off in the restaurant, cafe and the gift shop with the National Art Pass. Please enjoy.
1: Thanks very much. Um, you know, I've actually played a couple of gigs here in this building and I've brought my guitar along with me today. And I was just going to ask you if it would be OK if I just had a little play just to remind me of the amazing acoustics in this room.
3: Yeah, that would be a pleasure.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many times that we've been here over the years, from when we lived, you know, as far away as down in West Wales to, like, now when we're just down the road at so many different points in my life and just watching it evolve as we all grow up together. Yeah, it's, it's it's really amazing to be here and to be here without the public, without, there's not people all around the place. It's so surreal. <laughs> it's really nice to come here with someone that um, I care so much about and that I'm like close to. You and to, um, yeah, experience that together.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's um, really special. It's it's going to be one of those experiences that I think we'll remember for a long time. Hello, Kizzy Crawford,
0: do we? Hello, Nelly Shields, do we? Adama? Could that be an... (laughs) (laughs) i We need to do that. (laughs)
1: Okay, we're going through the big doors. Okay, there's some interesting creatures on the walls. There's some sort of a fossil type... What is that, Nellie, do you think? I don't know. it looks a bit like a woodlouse. Woodlouse, a massive woodlouse. There's some... Um, oh, what are they? There's
0: a hammerhead shark and a gecko. Oh, like... um. Helicopters. Yeah, the continue. little helicopters
1: from the trees, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, shark, hammerhead shark. Lizard on the wall. This is I, very... I haven't seen this stuff before. This is new since the last time I was here.
0: Yeah, just these amazing white statues, like, huge, hanging from the ceiling yeah. and pinned on the walls.
1: Oh, this area was always one of my favorite places where we could sit and just look at the stars on the screen. So we're walking into a dark room. There's all space stuff and galaxy on the wall. It says, Anadachreyad in the beginning. Theme planet. Our planet is born. So this was one of my favorite rooms. We're in a very dark room now. There's three screens showing like stars, and I used to love sitting in here. And it opens out into. So I think this is the moon, yeah. Evidence from space, just your life or So one of the large pieces of iron meteorite that fell at Namibia, found in 1836. That's amazing. So the big piece of rock that actually fell out of space.
0: Oh, well, that is incredible. Yeah.
1: That is. In- oh my God! Like <laughs> you know, there's lots of little pieces uh, in a glass box. Is there any pieces of moon here, I wonder.
0: Oh Yeah, here, look. (gasps) It's sealed in a glass case. You can't go and touch it. It's an actual piece of moon. That is amazing. (sighs) Wow.
1: Nanny and I were both really creative. We're both also on the autistic spectrum. We've both had a formal diagnosis of ASD, which has brought us closer as well. Like, for me, anyway, I've always found that museums are more accessible to me as an autistic person and somewhere where I get more from it, like actually being physically in a space where I can see and experience, like, these things that have happened throughout history and stuff. For me, I'm able to digest it better than I am sitting in a classroom. I don't know if it's the same Ooh. for you.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's Yeah, yeah. it's a different experience. It's more, it's more hands-on. And to be able to um, take things in at your own pace and to interpret things in in your own way and in your own language and to talk about it Mm -hmm. instead of like these are the facts and this is how you learn them it it doesn't work for everybody Mm
1: -hmm. yeah okay so i think we're coming getting closer and closer to the dinosaur bit the best bit of all you can see a big dinosaur Okay! wow. I love this bit. So there's all sorts of different types of dinosaurs here. Here we have the bones of dinosaurs are rare in South Wales. The largest is the impression of a piece of jaw with a large sickle-shaped teeth discovered near Bridgend in 1898. It belongs to Megalosaurus, a fierce meat-eating dinosaur that grew up to nine metres long. That's really cool. So for me, when I was a kid coming here, it was just to be honest. It's like how I feel now, just fascinated and just I always loved history and dinosaurs and stuff. So coming here and seeing the dinosaurs was always a treat, and yeah, it was a bit scary. Yeah, always a little bit scary. Yeah, Yeah, love being. That's very
0: awe-inspiring. These like yeah, like like the fact that these once creatures that were alive, Mm. and as a child imagining
1: that. They're Earthlings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not alien. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Actually, you do almost forget that, that they're yeah they they belong here just as much as we do. Yeah.
3: Hi, Kizzy. Hi, Anneli Kreuss. So, welcome, Tom. Uh, I'm Kath Davies, and I'm the uh, Director of Collections and Research. It's really nice to see you both here today. Oh,
1: thank you. It's lovely to be here. Nice to meet you.
3: So, we're in the, this gallery of Faces of Wales. So, you can see there's some really important people around us. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you to cross over okay. the gallery to the opposite corner. Slightly out of the way, so this is a, a portrait of the poet Danny Absey. It's by the artist Joseph Herbman. And the painting, as you can see, is really modest. The colours are muted. It's just quite a simple depiction of Danny Absey. It's grey, it's black, it's blue. But for me, what's interesting is the background to this painting. So both Danny Absey and Joseph Hermann they were both Jewish. They both came from Poland. Absi's family came from part of Poland that was part of Russia, and his family fled. But Absi was born in Cardiff and considered himself to be Welsh and Jewish and was really proud of that. Whereas Joseph Herman, who painted the portrait, he came to Wales from Poland just before the Second World War. He was the only one of his family to survive the Holocaust, and he went to Struganice in 1944 and stayed there for 11 years. So I'm I'm from so this is why I kind of feel quite you know fond of it. Of one of the reasons why I feel fond of the portrait, but Herman really became part of that community, and he he was called Joe Bach, Little Joe, and there was a great fondness for Herman
1: again relatable as well because we, Nellie was born here but I moved with my mum and uh, the sister Edie and from Oxford yeah. to Wales so, and we were wel- welcomed you know uh, in the same way and I, I now feel Welsh and you know, I've grown up surrounded by Welsh culture so it's, um, yeah, it's really wonderful to,
3: to hear yeah. about a historical figure who's had a similar yeah. experience. In that part of Wales and then within other parts of Wales as well there was something special going on because there were Waves of immigration and refugees from different parts of the world. So you look back at Italians, Spanish people, lots of Polish people. My, my doctor as a kid was, was Dr Bolatz. He was Polish. And this is a narrative for people who come to Wales, make Wales their home, who are welcomed into the community. You know, we can do this. Human beings can be kind and accepting and warm, and I think in that part of Wales, there is a really strong communitarian tradition of doing that. Yeah. And that's what I like to think. That's where we should be. You know, and it, and it isn't always easy, you know, and I'm not saying that there weren't problems, but on the whole, that, mm-hmm. that's something that we should be proud of. And yeah. I think think of ourselves as a nation of sanctuary. And I'd like to think of the museum as a place of sanctuary, actually, mm-hmm. where everybody feels at home. Yeah. And we've got a, a long way to go on that journey um, because I, I'm looking around, I don't feel particularly represented by some of them. there's a lot of guys in the room you know, yeah. big important guys and perhaps we need to look at the stories of ordinary people
1: yeah.
3: um, from different backgrounds because that makes it feel I think more real and more relevant oh, to yeah, all of us
1: Definitely <laughs> I grew up um, in a predominantly white area, being often the only brown person in the class and stuff, and so whenever I went, you know, to museums and stuff, it was important for me to see representation of of people of colour, you know, just because I didn't see it enough in school. And, yeah, it's it's, an, it's a reason why I think it, it's just... It should be a given and, and important to include all sorts of, you know, history of all sorts of people uh, in, in all museums across the world. So people like myself uh, and other people who may feel like different or alone or something that that they have representation there as a child i i don't think i saw enough of myself ref- reflected back there was a couple of times when i went to museums in london where there was a little bit more going on and stuff but I, I, on a on the whole i don't think i did experience enough of seeing representation in in places like that <music> So now we're entering a gallery full of Impressionist paintings and most of the paintings in, in this room were collected by two sisters uh, called the Davies sisters. Gwendolyn and Margaret Davies. So the first one that we see here is a Claude Monet painting.
0: For anyone that knows these paintings, they're quite famous. It's the Water Lilies. I've always loved this painting. I think most people that know of it, it's, it's really incredible.
1: It's mad to think that, you know, the Davies sisters, they would have bought this, you know, for for pennies compared to what it's worth now.
0: Mm. Yeah, so these sisters who were born into lots of money um, by their father, David Davies, they inherited his fortune. They never married, and they used this money, they decided to use it to buy up all of these paintings. And then when they died, they donated them to the country. Isn't and um, to the people, and so that's, so we can see these paintings now today,
1: mm. thanks to them. Yeah, let's move on to the next.
0: One. So coming here, growing up, I think is one of the inspirations for a lot of my artwork. Myself, these paintings, especially, I mean, the Monet and the Van Gogh, just. It's, it's just, I think we're just really privileged that um, we get to see these so close to home, and yeah, the fact that that they're from Welsh sisters
1: like us—that mm-hmm. that's that—that's how we're able to see them. And the the fact that we had we weren't aware that these sisters, you know, mm. from Wales, were the ones who actually collected these pieces of art. Yeah, it, it was inspiring, you know, for me to, you know way back when, you know, that, that these sisters, these actually really cool people, were, were collecting all this amazing art and putting it in places where it can be remembered for years and years to come. We have a... There are a few sculptures in this room here. One of my favourites is this one here, which is another one collected by the Davy Sisters. It's called The Kiss, or Ergissan, by Auguste Rodin. It's a very special sculpture, I think, you know. There's so much being portrayed in this sculpture. There's a man and a woman kissing on a rock. It looks like a rock. It's a display, I guess, of love and affection and connection between uh, two human beings and they're naked uh, in their, you know, natural form. And, yeah, it's, it's in the centre of the room. So, yeah, it's a very grand sort of statement.
0: Like, it must have been so shocking from the time, in the 1800s, to have just these two people, like, vulnerable and on display like this, where it it would have been so out of place. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. With everyone all buttoned up in layers and layers of clothing. Mm.
1: It kind of makes me respect them all, just to know that they collected this piece of art, Mm. you know, considering the time that they collected it in. They're probably quite modern minded or open minded.
0: In our family we're all very in touch with with our our creativity and that connection to belonging and each other and have I've grown up really looking up to you and because of course when I was because you're you're six years older than me, so when I was like still in primary school you were like just starting your music career and you were gigging and I've always really looked up to you and um I think I've sort of maybe like followed in your footsteps of of pursuing your art and and what's important to you and what what makes you feel happy what gives you life and and I think for
1: both of us that is art in one way or another. I think our mother has always been very good in the in the fact that that she's allowed us to sort of be ourselves very very
0: encouraging
1: encouraging yeah yeah yeah. and mum's artistic as well an amazing painter also musical plays Mm. piano and she's always encouraged us to sort of be creative and and yeah be ourselves and make make the most of our talents and now we're entering the exhibition the richard burton exhibition so the first thing we see when we when we enter this room is a big uh, picture of Richard Burton and and behind him in the background we can see the Port Talbot steelworks which are still there today. We come around the corner. It says Bontvour Pontyduven. This is where Richard was born in West Glamorgan. You know, he started out in, you know, such humble beginnings, you know, in the in the in the valleys in Port Talbot, and you know, in these terraced houses, like where, where we live, you yeah, know, small
0: town Wales, small town to Wales, yeah. Big
1: life, and then it, America turned, exactly, yeah, it turned exactly, yeah, turned to, like a massive star, you know, and that is that's an incredible that's an incredible journey that he went on, and yeah, it's um really really cool, almost
0: um, Cinderella-esque,
1: isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Cinderella-esque, and. You know, this this Welsh man, he became one of the most well-known actors in the world. Um, It's just, it's really inspirational, actually. And it says here, it's a quote from Richard Burton himself, and it says, I mean, I am Welsh. I carry the valleys and the sea towns wherever I go. They are on my shoulders. I can't evade them. I can't escape them. They are my people.
0: That really hits home.
1: Uh, So it says here, and then our rich moved to Taibach, a funny little boy, two years old, Welsh through and through. He didn't understand a word of English, you see. His first language was Welsh, but Taibach was mostly English speaking. When he first started school, Richard found the English lessons difficult to follow. The connection with Welsh speaking Pontry de Ven continued, as Richard would often return to see his siblings, to whom he remained close.
0: I can very much relate to that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Welsh being my first language in a lot of ways, even though our parents don't speak it. But we have done our whole lives and together we speak Welsh a lot. And mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it is, as, as a bilingual person, hard to find words in one language when you're looking for it in the other.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we, um, in our family, as siblings, we, we find that we do speak Wenglish quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Whether we're speaking mainly in English or mainly in Welsh, we always put in a bit of uh, the other language into our sentences.
0: Richard Burton, this you know small town Welsh man, how he became this huge you know movie star, and he had to leave that all behind him, and how difficult that must have been. I mean, I can certainly relate to that yeah, that here i that longing of um you know almost becoming detached from your Welsh pride, yeah. not not being able to share that love for Wales and the Welsh language, I would
1: find that very difficult. Yeah, me too, yeah. One thing that um, I just felt like I could understand with... Um, you know, his family life and his connection to the Welsh language and, you know, how he felt when he wasn't at home, you know, I I think it, it, it comes back to the word hiraith, you know, which mm. which translates to a sort of longing um, to being in Wales and, and to hear the Welsh language and the Welsh people around you and stuff. And, you know, I think we both have that. Whenever we go somewhere where you can't hear Welsh being spoken, yeah, we just have this strong longing to mm. just be back, you know, you know, back in the, in the Welsh landscape as well, we have such a strong connection to nature as well in our family. And that uh, what nature uh, and the outdoors is such a massive part of Wales, and, and how people see and remember Wales is like so beautiful. So, this is a very interesting uh, part of the exhibition. So, we have in front of us four different certificates. Funnily enough, they're actually all in English, which is weird for a certificate from an Esterhod says County Youth Estefod, Pontepriz, June nineteen forty two. Boys Solo came second place. RW Jenkins. That is so interesting. Like over the years I've collected all my Estefod um, certificates. I have got them all in a little folder. And it's it's so cool to see Richard Burton himself, his own certificates, like here in, in the museum, I, it's just amazing. Awarded to Richard at the County Youth East Adford in Ponterprese. He was the runner-up for English reading in 1942. Richard was awarded first prize in the Boys Solo at the Port Talbot and District General Hospital Annual East Adford in the 1940s.
0: His his work that he did during in, in the East growing up really inspired him to become a performer mm-hmm. and... Um, Evolve into into you know the actor as he was known. I think that's very much like
1: you. Isn't oh it? yeah, definitely. Like if it wasn't for the surford, I may mean, never realised that I I could perform because I was a very shy person. And being forced into well not forced but just like really strongly encouraged by school to take part in the surford every year was part of what made me you know confident enough to start writing my own music and do gigs myself. So yeah, I can relate to that for sure. Maybe some people would find it funny that Richard Burton came second in These Day and not first. But it just goes to show that everyone starts somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah, so is June 1942, that's, like, the middle of the Second World War. Like, with all that going on, they're still competing and, and creating art and yeah. being Welsh. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah, me too, that's
1: amazing. It was interesting for me to see um, the history of Richard Burton and how he, you know, started to become well-known and how he got into his career and stuff because there were a few things that kind of felt similar to my experience as well and, you know, the fact that being a part of the Stethford was very important to him which, you know, was a massive thing for me and if it weren't for that I don't think I would have ever had the confidence to go on stage and the possibility that might, that might have been the same case for him. Uh, and just having, the, you know, the Welsh language, which is such a, an expressive, poetic language, which, you know, when you're a creative person, I for me personally, it's it's massively helped me become myself, like the sort of person that I am and uh, the sort of music that I write. And, yeah, it was interesting to, to maybe see that it might have um, helped Richard in the same way. So we've reached the first floor and we've come to the historic art gallery. We're going to go in now. Thanks, Nellie. You're welcome. These are amazing. We've reached uh, three busts. Hi, Ooh, it's really lovely to meet you. Hi,
2: it's lovely to meet you too. Uh, welcome to Unseen and Heard. My name is Omal Khayy Mohamed and I am the lead artist and curator of this exhibit the Unseen Unheard project was a redisplay that I decided to lead on, kind of responding to the fact that one of the busts in this now 3 re redisplay was at the time the only bust of a black man that was on display in any of the seven National Museum of Wales sites. That bust was the bust that is now on my left of Bukhani and it was made in 1905, during the time that Bukhani was actually on tour in Britain and Wales, along with a group of other pygmies. He'd come from Congo to perform. Uh, alongside Bukhani, there's also the Arawimi type, which was made around 1910. And this is a what is known as a specimen type. So a bust of a kind of person rather than an individual. And finally, to round off the display, we have... Paul Robeson's busts, who was a famous African-American artist and activist who befriended the Welsh miners uh, during his stay in Britain.
0: So how did you make space for these three busts?
2: We have these collections, and they're meant to tell a story of Wales and Wales' history, and to share that with the people who live in Wales and who come to visit this country... If we don't do that in a way that is actually representative of all of the kinds of people that have made Wales their home throughout history, then we wouldn't be telling the full story, so
0: we needed to do this. It's it's very surprising that it's only just now that there's actually movement to, like, do something about, about that injustice. No, I, I totally agree, and I do think
2: also that, like, the way that you do this work is just as important as the fact that people are doing it I think I was really keen to take the time to do the research to learn about the stories of these individual busts. Um we ran a workshop with some other creatives to get their opinions on what should happen and we as a collective group decided that we would take down three of the bus that were on display and replace them with these three so part of that workshop was us digging up some sound that was related to each of the bus so that we Bukani conformed with his group of other fellow pygmy people this was during the Victorian era there was a lot of interest in what was like positioned as the odd or the the different the exotic <laughs> one of the other bus Robeson, how he kind of ended up in the National Museum of Wales collection was that he ended up forming a relationship with the South Wales miners and the labour movement that was happening around the time that he visited. He was performing as Othello in London and he noticed some protests that were South Wales miners protesting for better working conditions and they ended up recording a vinyl record. My warmest greetings to the people of my beloved Wales and a special hello to the miners of South Wales. Did my lord deliver? Daniel delivered... Because of his activism and the fact that he was an African American, kind of during the 60s, the American government didn't like how vocal he was around this kind of activism, like civil rights, labor rights. So they confiscated his passport so he could travel for a period of time.
3: Hello, Paul Robson.
2: This is Will Painter, president of the South Wales Miners Speaking. Our people deplore the continued refusal of your government to return your passport and to deny you the right to join with us in our festival of song. Another way of telling these stories was creating like a sound art installation where we took that, we took people's stories that people shared during the workshop. I kind of worked with a sound engineer and put it all together. My my
0: grandpa likes to tell me the story of how Paul Robeson was the first black man he ever saw as a young child. He was about seven years old and he was waiting outside a theatre and he saw Paul
1: Robeson. What about this third bus and um, how would this bus have impacted people? at the time.
2: Mm -hmm. So the third bust is of an Arawimi type and it was created by the sculptor Herbert Ward. So there was this tradition during this period of time there wasn't that many Europeans going to Africa and if they were they were either colonizers or kind of quote-unquote explorers that Artists would go on these expeditions, these explorations with the colonisers and they would take sketchings of um, tribes of people, not to kind of represent a single person, but to show these are the kinds of people that we are coming across in this new land. So they would take the culturally specific elements, so there's um, scarification on the forehead, the specific style of braiding, there's ear stretching, And we don't know how many different people that Herbert Ward kind of drew from to make this specific type.
1: I've been here so many times, we've been here so many times, Mm. and we've never seen a display like this. Yeah, it's really different. I've always seen busts, but I've never seen busts of black people.
0: Yeah, think about if these had been here, when we used to come here when we were younger, and how much of a difference that might have made. And I think it's just so important and incredible that it, it... hopefully will have that effect on the younger generations and the children who will come here and see people more like themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, I was never interested in the busts. I, I, they weren't, like, something that interested me. I, I like the art and stuff like that. And maybe that was simply because I didn't feel a connection with them and mm-hmm. the history behind those particular people and just seeing these and, you know, it, it's a really different experience for me. So... We've we've seen all sorts of art from all over the world in this in this museum. You know what's wonderful is just to see to see that sort of thing in in Wales as well. You know, in in a, in a bilingual country, and and to see everything represented in both Welsh and English. You know, I think that's you know really great and and important, especially in countries like Wales, in in Celtic countries, to be using our native language. To talk about all this art from around the world,
0: yeah, a lot of it brought here or made by Welsh people. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and you know, you know, pre-lockdown and after-lockdown, the fact that so many people from all over the world visit this museum and the fact that they get to see the Welsh language written out everywhere, you know, they can get a sense and a feel for for the Welsh language. And I think that's really special and important and an important part of visiting museums in Wales. We came here often when we were little and we obviously, as children, we were never completely aware of, you know, the paintings and the stories behind the paintings and it's really interesting to come back here now in this new light and, and to really, you know, to learn so much as we have today about the paintings and the sort of the politics that are behind the paintings as well. And
0: I mean, galleries are becoming more and more political. That's always been a theme in art, is politics. I think it has to be, really, because it's where... People express themselves, mm-hmm. and that has to be reflected back at the audience.
1: What stuck with me the most today is the three busts of black people. You know, I've I've never seen a a, a bust of a black person which, you know, is kind of shocking, you know. But it, it's really special that I've, I've been able to see that today and learn about those three black figures, and I think it's great that they are now getting that representation. I think it's just important for, to see more of it, especially for black people, for black children, because it's having that connection with, with historical figures, with people who have lived, and I, I never really felt that connection before. Um, in that way as I did today and to actually see their faces and imagine you know those people living and stuff that was really special for me and yeah one thing uh, that I've been really lucky to take away from it is the fact that I've even had a chance to have a little play a little performance and that was really special because I honestly it it reminded me of how much I miss doing gigs and performances you know I've only ever been performing in my living room you know for the past year and a half and it's it's lovely to to be able to have that experience as well (laughs) thanks for listening to meet me at the museum with me kizzy crawford and me nelly shields at the national museum of Cardiff. If you like this episode of the podcast, please rate, subscribe or tell a friend.
0: Don't forget, you can show your love for museums with the National Art Pass. It gives you great benefits at hundreds of venues at the same time as raising money to support them.